You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Ringer After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424. 424- 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Ringer After Show. Good evening, AfterBuzzers. We are here at the AfterBuzz TV studios doing things the way things always should be done with Bing. I am your host, David Skifalitti. Join as always by the lovely Sarah Huggins. Hello. And tonight we have a special show for you. A two in one. Two in one. We are doing episode 18 and 19 of Ringer. Episode 18 titled That Woman's Never Been a Victim Her Entire Life. That sounds like you are bringing the heat, David, to do two shows. Episode 18 and 19. And listen... Since you're doing that for the uh, fans of Ringer and AfterBuzz, the only thing that we ask our AfterBuzz fans to do for us is to go on our iTunes page. We want them to comment. We want them to rate the page. Rate us the best you can do and uh, show some support for David and Sarah who are in here. They're busy in this entertainment industry. They work so hard. And uh, the two of them, you know, they're, they're ready to talk ringer just for uh, all those Sarah Michelle Geller fans. Two episodes. Two episodes. Who does that, you know? I've done it before. <laughs> Not with a co-host. Not with a co-host. Not with a uh, newly hair-colored yes, co-host. a redhead. I'm Looking good redhead. over there. Ginge. Thank you. A ginge. Thank I'm always you. surrounded by gingers. It's not natural. It's fine. <laughs> we still love you. Thank you. It's fine. Okay. Um, a lot of things are happening, I feel like. A lot happened in our episodes. I feel like things changed in the studio. My hair color. Your hair That's color about it. changed. <laughs> that's about it. Anything else? Um, no, I think that's it. All right, all right. So a lot changed on Ringer. A lot, a lot happened. A lot did change on Ringer. It did. Um, let's start with episode 18. That okay. woman's never been a victim her entire life. Um, Andrew got shot three episodes ago. Correct. Correct. Counting tonight's. Counting tonight's. And... Of course, he has to survive. I mean, there's no way that they were going to kill off Andrew No, this I mean, early on. No. He's a great character and he has a, a lot to character. do with everybody involved. So, no. Absolutely not. So, like, the entire Were you episode, hoping that he was going to die? Because I sort of was. No. I knew for sure. <laughs> there was no doubt in my mind that he was going to live. So. I mean, I figured he was going to live for sure. But I was just hoping for Briv's sake that there was a possibility that maybe he could die so that... They could get out of, like, the Ponzi scheme or... Then they would have no show. I know. No, I know. And then she could live happily ever after. Right. I get it. But then it'd be the end. And we couldn't watch it anymore. And we couldn't do episode 19. That's true, I guess. Well, that would just be the funeral and the aftermath. (laughs) Which it basically (laughs) And Siobhan would still be alive. True. There would be all of that. But Andrew... And we still don't know 
as at this point in episode 18, who the gunman was. Right. Well, and they didn't even really, it wasn't like a near-death experience. He was pretty much fine. I know. <laughs> he, his arm was in a he sling. He was fine, and he was back at home, right. dressed in business casual. Right. Like, Not even in bed, no hospital stay, really. Nothing. It was just like, you're shot, and now you go home. I, it was very weak yes, for me. Yeah. Very weak. I mean, I get why they did it. Kind of anticlimactic. But it was but. very anticlimactic. Um, but after the episode started with what happened right after he was shot and Machado right. goes after the gunman and he chases the gunman and of course there's like a party letting out in the alley or whatever and he that loses was. Him. And right. he loses him and he rips his pants and he <laughs> finds a tarot Why? card. Which is very ominous. Yes, it is. The, the tarot card. Um, which he then leads, Machado leads back somehow to this mysterious dry cleaners. So which <laughs> Did they, they didn't explain what the tarot card was, like what that card meant. No, they never did. I don't think it matters, right? Like they're just random. Um, or are they? Dun, dun, dun. I don't think the tarot card's themselves actually have meaning anything to do with anything okay. they have What's no meaning them? like the actual pictures is that what you're asking yeah yeah i don't think that matters okay i think it it which we find out in this week's episode what was happening with the tarot cards right um but i it's inconsequential i believe right so he goes to the dry cleaners yes i lost my <laughs> i lost my place so he goes to do some shirts he, he goes to dry clean some shirts um and clearly something is a little off with this dry cleaners but there's nothing that he can do really to prove anything at this point right so he leaves it at that um with the whole Bridget and Andrew storyline, she does get to confront him about seeing the the footage that she saw in episode 17. And he and this is where I, I need to ask your opinion. Oh, she right. does confront him about it. And he says that Olivia bribes him to go to Malcolm's to keep him from telling the secret and and all that nonsense that we know about the Ponzi scheme and right. not really nonsense but yeah, all that all stuff, stuff that's going on with Martin and Charles and what we what they assume that Malcolm knows right. and he says that Olivia bribed him to do it now, Olivia is now out of the picture completely she's right, like, gone. We're never going to see her we're again. We're never going to see her again. Uh, maybe. Who cares? Like, not that it matters of, but blah. she could come back eventually. Um, do you believe him? I don't believe that's really what happened but because I don't feel, I don't know. I don't feel like she has power over him, if that makes any sense. Like, well, if you remember a while back, it was when we found out about the Ponzi scheme. It was Andrew's idea, but Olivia was the one who sort of executed everything. Right, right. No, she's a gutsy woman for she sure. She is a very gutsy woman, and she does have a very good head. I on just her don't shoulders. buy that. I just don't see her threatening him and him being like, "Oh, okay, I'm threatened by you." Like, I just don't. See that I see more of a struggle there than me too. Just that. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same just page. More than we think. Yes. Yes. Um, and then Bridget tells Andrew about the man that she shot in episode one. Right. And that the body is missing, and 
It was in a chest for a while, correct? It was in a chest, and then the body went missing, and then she had the cell phone, and then the cell phone went missing. And then this is sort of something that we, as viewers, at least I know... As a as a viewer myself, had I completely forgot about that. I mean, I remember that because it was one of the first episodes or the first episode, and it, it was, was the first episode. And the second episode was where it was in the chest, and then it disappeared. Right, and the phone was ringing in the chest while they were having that right. get together. I remember that stuff, but I don't remember. I didn't remember anything else about it. Like I briefly remember it. And that's right, because it. I think that the writers of the show had moved on from that storyline right. and they sort of have come back to it which makes sense because someone again is after Siobhan technically right. and that was the first person who was sent to kill Siobhan or get, get rid, rid of, of Siobhan yeah. um, which I thought was a very interesting way to sort of reopen pull, that reopen that wound if you will or or bring it back full circle in a sense. Yeah, no. Um, and it's sort of making it out to, for me at least, I don't know about you, but making it seem like the whole, this whole season is less about Bridget and more about who is after Siobhan. Yeah. And why Siobhan ran away. Right. Even though we focused so much this season on, on Bridget, Bridget and less on Siobhan, I think... And Siobhan's stuff against Bridget. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be about Siobhan. Right. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's 50-50. Do you? Yeah. I feel like they give us a lot about Bridget because... They do. They do. And then we kind of forget about the fact that someone was actually after Siobhan, too. But didn't... Um, Olivia and Andrew say they wanted Siobhan killed, right? They said they wanted her out of the picture. So, that, so that's kind of, to me, that those people, I mean, that's that's what that is. Like, there's not as much mystery surrounding that as there is. Right, but they said they, the wanted, they wanted her out of the picture. They never said that they wanted her dead. What does out of the picture mean to you? Other than dead. Well, <laughs> really? It could mean dead, but it could mean just not around. All right. What, like? Barbados. I mean, where is she going to go? Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> well, I mean, originally, Olivia and Andrew's plan was to do get all the money from their company and run away together. Right. Which, which the plan sort of changed when Andrew started re-falling in love with his wife. Right. Who's not really his Who's wife. Who's not really his wife. <laughs> not confusing at all. <laughs> not confusing at all. <laughs> not but at all. Who is his wife and who is completely insane. Right. Siobhan, right. not Bridget, right. is still staying in New York. She's been in New York for a while now. She's living with Henry, I guess. I guess. Right? I mean, they I don't mean, really show any sleeping arrangements or They don't. And they do, I mean, they like, do show her like coming and going, but she they never show her like She's in different outfits. Living anywhere. Right. So I'm assuming that she's sort of living Eating there. Anything normal? <laughs> no, never. She's pregnant. You never. can't eat normal. <laughs> She should be eating sushi. twice as much, actually. <laughs> to me, she still doesn't even look pregnant. No, not they at all. I forget that she's bump. even pregnant. I think that's the point. Do you think in the finale she's going to give birth? To demon babies? I don't know. One demon, one regular? <laughs> like on American Horror Story? Yes, that would exactly. be That'd genius. Be but Henry is sort of <laughs> starting to realize that 
Siobhan may not be as trustworthy as he thought she was originally. And he's he's starting to see that the whole Martin clan, Juliet and, and Briv and Andrew, are sort of corrupt, becoming a family, yeah, whether or not they are corrupt. And he knows about it. But they are sort of getting along a lot better than they ever had when Siobhan was actually there. Right. And he's starting to think... Maybe Siobhan hired the hitman. Maybe she was the one who hired the man to kill Andrew. And so he confronts her about it. And of course, she denies it. Right. Do you believe her in that respect? I do. I don't think she wanted Andrew dead. You don't? No. I mean, you do? I don't know about that. I mean, after seeing tonight's episode, possibly. I don't know about just having seen last week's episode not seeing it back to back with this week's but there's something about Siobhan she's never telling the full truth about anything That's true. until she never gives the full story never gives the full story until push comes to shove I agree with that and she sort of keeps things very surface but her real anger is towards her sister like she does at the end of the day of course it is always her driving forces to get rid of her sister for some she, reason. She's completely insane. I don't woman. think she had like someone out to kill her sister, someone out to kill her husband. Like, I mean, this is that's a little bit much. Even one person having a hitman sent out to kill one person <laughs> is a lot. I don't I think she was just hiring people left and right to kill whoever. <laughs> I really think Andrew, her husband, was sort of like an afterthought. To her, I don't really think he yeah. really interfered with her day-to-day plans. No, I don't think so either, but it's possible. Right. It's possible. It's not impossible. Exactly. For a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage. <laughs> Karaoke. It's a little Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella for Good you. There. Good job. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not creepy at all. Not creepy at all. Um, <laughs> Siobhan decides to come clean about everything with Andrew and decides to tell him at the hospital, which she's then stopped. Not Siobhan. Yes, Siobhan. Well, but she's not acting as Siobhan. Andrew? You just said Andrew. Yes, Siobhan, the real Siobhan. But she's but he thinks that she is her sister. I'm very confused. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, she gets stopped by <laughs> by Henry. Whoever the hell it is got stopped by Henry. Right. Um, and then I think one of the bigger things in this episode is that Henry tells Siobhan that he killed Tyler Barrett. Which isn't too far-fetched. It's not too far-fetched. But do you remember Tyler? Yes. I do you do. remember what he looked like? Yes, I do. Do you? Do you? Yes. Do you really think in real life Henry could take Tyler for a second? I mean, with weapons involved, yes. But he didn't. He threw him on a coffee table. Yeah, I. it's a little fishy. I could see it happening. Rage, anger does a lot of... Adrenaline? Yeah. No. I mean, it's a powerful thing. Come on. <laughs> to be honest, I really don't care who killed. No, Tyler. I know. I, I mean, don't care like, either. But, you know, whether or not Henry did do it, he is confessing to the right. fact that he killed Tyler. And he is having a whether meltdown. or not it is 
believable. It's one of those things. It's like a soap, right. a nighttime soap. We have to just go with it. He has confessed. He has confessed that he killed Tyler and then took the flash drive and gave it to Albergast, his father-in-law. Correct. Now, this is where I got really confused. He gave the flash drive to Albergast. What was the flash drive that Olivia had, and where the hell did she get it from? I thought there were two. There was one. I thought there were Unless two. Unless Tyler th- made a copy. No, I thought that they did discuss making a copy at one point. I really do. But maybe not. I don't think but so. I feel I don't like remember I remember that. that. I don't remember that because Siobhan had the had the flash drive in Paris and then Tyler took it from her and went to New York and then that's why Siobhan came to New York to get it back from him. Right. But you don't And think... unless within that time he made a copy himself. Which could have been. Or Olivia is... could have made a copy of something herself. You don't know that, that what she had was the same thing that they had. That's true. That is very true. I or that. Henry's totally lying and Olivia's the one who killed Tyler Barrett. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. I don't know. Just the thought. Flash drive. Yeah, I'm... Well, yeah. That makes things even more confusing for me and my brain. (laughs) Especially after what happened this week. Well, the hunt is on for the The flash drive. The hunt is on for the flash drive. Albergast has a flash drive. Olivia had a flash drive, but Olivia's gone, so she doesn't matter. But... Oh, goodness. I know. It's a lot. It's a lot. No, it's a lot. And especially two in one, it's always a lot. And It is always a lot. And I think two in one sometimes doesn't necessarily help only because... So much happens. Talking about what happened in the previous episode, knowing what happens in this week's episode is it sort of... Really it gets very confusing. Jumbled. It does. Because we know the conclusion of all of these sort of stories from right. this week's episode. But... Let's just move on. Okay. Um, Juliet, my favorite little Upper East Side girl. You love her. I do. I love Juliet. I love Catherine, I think. I love Juliet, but not Catherine. I don't know why. She just isn't... Why you don't love Catherine? I know why people don't like Catherine, because she's a crazy, shady bitch. I usually like that. I mean, that's usually appealing. (laughs) No, it is, but... But we already have one of those on this show. Yeah, lots of them, We have lots of them. We have Siobhan. We don't need necessarily a a An older version. Yeah, we don't need... (laughs) This this storyline doesn't necessarily need it. I just think it it makes it so interesting, because the woman who plays Catherine is just so convincing and so... She's a great actress. ...great at it, that it's... So very believable. Agreed. Either way, Catherine and Andrew decide that it's best for Juliet to go to Miami with Catherine and live with her for a while. And Juliet wants to come clean to Andrew about the whole scheme that her and her mother came up with and sleeping with the teacher, the faking of sleeping with the teacher and Mr. C and, and all the money that they took from him. But... Catherine tells her to stick with their original plan, not to be an idiot, not to act out, and that they're just going to go to Miami and they're going to have a hunky-dory life, which we know is not the case. We know is not the case, and she tells her they should get matching convertibles. It's like... Silly. Completely silly. Could we be any more flashy with the money that we stole? 
That would be really funny, though, if they did. It'd be hilarious. I would love it. If one got one red one with pink, white like interior. Barbie pink, and the Malibu other one Barbie had pink. a white one with red interior. Or pink with white. Right? <laughs> I'm thinking pink with white. I don't think Catherine's a pink convertible. No, type, red maybe. for sure. Red for sure. <laughs> um, but Juliet goes home to pack. And she packs a whole bunch of weird stuff to go to Miami. She's like giving herself away. <laughs> She's by packing scarves and yeah. hats. Well, she does uh, live in New York, you know. I mean, the funniest thing is, is that the problem was, is the problem probably was, is that in Juliet's fake closet, there probably only was scarves and hats. Right. And they, when they went to go shoot the scene... They were probably like, just throw whatever's in the closet right, in the no suitcase. Right, no one's going to notice. No one's going to notice that she's That's, throwing winter clothes in yeah, the exactly. suitcase for Miami. No. Or she's giving, They were that was their way of telling us that Juliet wasn't going anywhere. Um, <laughs> but she tells, her, she tells Catherine that she wants to go to school to say goodbye to some friends. And of course, she hightails it. And Juliet goes missing. And they think that Olivia kidnapped her, but... Olivia's been gone for a while, so we know that that's not right. possible. Um, and it turns out Juliet sort of hightailed it to the Hamptons, which Bridget somehow figures out and goes to the Hamptons to get her. And that's where um, Juliet tells Bridget about everything. Right. About the money that they stole and about how they faked everything and the whole court case was fake and Catherine's whole plan and... It was, it was, I think it, it's good that Juliet finally fessed up to everything. And I think that it's, it shows a lot of character in her and a lot of growth as a person for her to give herself up like that. Because that's hard to do. I mean, granted, she's 16 years old and she went through with it to begin with. Right. But she's acting like an adult. Right. No, and I like that. I like that they're, they're super close now. And I feel like that's why she did it, you know, because she... She trusts I don't know, she Bridget. felt she trusts them more than her mom, really. Right. I mean, she has more of a reason to. Yeah, and she loves her father and Yeah. And she realizes that her mother is crazy town. Really not that trustworthy of a person. Um, but as they're on their way back, Agent Machado sort of intercepts them and lets them know that Malcolm is still missing, but one of um Macaui's men was found dead, and he thinks that Macaui now thinks that Siobhan is Bridget. Meaning that, not that Bridget is hiding out as Siobhan, but that Siobhan actually is Bridget. Because I don't think he knew that she was a twin. You don't? No, I don't think Macaui knew that she was a twin. I get, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So I think that Machado thinks that his men saw Briv, who we know as Briv, right, and thought it was Bridget, even though we know it actually is Bridget. Bridget. But Machado thinks it's Siobhan, right? Not okay. confusing at all. <laughs> David's sweating. I am going to start to sweat like bullets in Very a second. Hefty. I swear, for the final episode, <laughs> we are going to have a freaking flow chart. <laughs> We're going to have to. This is what's been happening. (laughs) This is what happened this season. (laughs) Um, And now he thinks that Macaui is after 
the Martin family. Let's just call them the Martin family. Right. That's a good idea. Is after the Martin family. And that's pretty much that entire episode. Agreed. Okay. So let's take a very quick commercial break, and we're going to come back with episode 19, Let's Kill Bridget. David's going to wait. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Welcome back, everybody. Part two. Are we going to whisper the rest of the show? whisper for the rest of the show. Part two of tonight's... Ringer after show. Let's kill Bridget. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so this episode um, sort of just wrapped up everything that happened in episode 18. Juliet goes to Catherine and tells her that she, that her father now has put the Palm Springs property up for sale and she wants Catherine to buy it so that it can stay in the family and that if she doesn't buy it she's going to tell her father what happened and she's like you have Tessa's money and you have my money and I'm sure you have Mr. C's money so use that buy the property and we'll be done with it and Catherine's like well how am I going to explain having that much money because apparently she's been claiming being broke being broke this whole time and she says to her just lie you're good at that figure something out and she was and she was she was very great at it um juliet sort of gives her like a little bit of information and tells her that someone is already interested in it um named tobias schecht which sort of toby toby for short sort of puts like a little light bulb in Catherine's head like goes off if it was a cartoon, there would have been like... The, bing. Yes. A bing. A bing. A bing. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a little... Plot. Yeah. Okay. We needed that. I started it. You started it. It's good. I liked it. I it was good. I know. Um, and Catherine meets with this Mr. Schecht, Toby, Toby. and sort of hatches up a plan, which is a little transparent for the viewers, she I She was think. seducing him. She was seducing him. And I mean, it's, it was very clear after she went to Andrew to, tor- to be like, hey, I'm going to buy the property, that she wanted to buy the property from Andrew, sell it to this Mr. Schecht, to this Toby man, Mr. Schecht, um, who is an energy efficient... How do you say it? An energy... Entrepreneur? Efficient I mean, entrepreneur. He like makes... Power, energy wind with wind power stuff. and the land is very valuable so she wants to buy it from Andrew and then sell it to, to Toby so that she can make 
money off of it. So she lowballs him, lots of money. Lowballs him, blah, 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 blah. Andrew's sort of ahead of the game in all of this. Um, throughout the entire episode, he is talking to investors, trying to keep his his job afloat. Right. But he he sort of really wasn't in the episode at all, except for short snippets. One key short snippet. Which was? Uh, him making out with Catherine. I know. He did not pull away. He didn't pull away, but he said no. He said no after he full-on made out with her. She kissed him. He did not kiss back. She I did not him. see kissing back. Oh, man. He certainly did not pull away or say, like, absolutely not. He said no after her lips had left his on her own accord. And then he was like, no. And, like, they probably would have done something else had, you know, no. the opportunity presented itself. All right. He kissed Catherine. Yes. Whatever. But at the end of the day, at the end of the episode, when I know you're looking, I at me was like I'm yelling. Crazy. I was, I was too. At my the mouth, television. I, my mouth dropped as well. I thought it was going to go further as well, mm-hmm. but I'm sad it sort of didn't because I love Catherine and I wish they would get back together. <laughs> um, what? I didn't say Ew. That. Um, <laughs> Catherine's plan is sort of. Andrew is one step ahead of her. He knows yes. her game. He knows what she's trying to do because Juliet already claimed cling to him about it. Right. And Catherine didn't know that. And so he gets his money back from Catherine. He also is able to then sell the the land to, to, Toby. to Toby and make all his money back. Right. So he's sort of, you know, creating a little nest egg for himself again, which I think is smart. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's fully recovered. The shot basically never completely happened. Completely recovered. <laughs> he's, he's completely fine. No sling, no, bumps, no nothing. No bruises, no nothing. Not even stitches. He's fine. He's normal. It's like it never happened, which is a miracle to me. He recovered in like two days from a gunshot. It's like shot. What? That happened? That never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Was that your Welsh accent? (laughs) No. It wasn't my Welsh accent. It was was just like a weird. I think it might have been. No. No. Mm -hmm. No, I'll work on it. Do you do birthday parties, weddings? I do. Okay, good. I do. Dressed as Yoan Griffith. Good. (laughs) Widespread shirt. A big fat tie, yes. peak lapel. Make suit. it a skinny tie, and you're hired. <laughs> Our system where that, a host has that is off the part of <laughs> the subject. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, um, it just makes us laugh more. I know it does, but I mean that's pretty much that storyline. Nothing really that interesting happened, except that Catherine is sort of told by Andrew that. Her motherly duties are now over. If she comes back into the city within one city block of Juliet, he will have her arrested. Right. And so he sort of like banishes her back to Miami. Correct. And out of their lives. Forever. Forever. So unfortunately, I think that was the end of Catherine. You really think so? I do. Well, maybe not. You hope not. I hope not. Actually, I don't think so, because... She's an interesting character. She is a very interesting character. Um, Who's not really interesting and sort of losing my interest is Henry's whole storyline. He's sort of like a very whiny character to me, and I'm sort of just like sick of seeing him. And he's always pushed around by Siobhan. Constantly. Constantly. Even after he confronted her last week, he did the same thing again this week and is like, I think Bridget's fine for them. Let's leave them alone. Blah, blah, blah. And Siobhan's like, no. No, we can't. 
And he's like, I want to know the whole story. And she's like, no. And he tells her, he, he comes up with quite a good plan, he thinks, um, to convince Albergast, his father-in-law, who now has the flash drive, to go to the SEC to bring down Martin and Charles. For the Ponzi scheme. For the Ponzi scheme. Which I think was a very smart yeah, I think that plan on his behalf. And it, it could work, although I think it has some flaws. And he goes to Albergast, and Albergast says that he's going to do the right thing. And lo and behold, he turns Henry in for killing Tyler Barrett. Because I, somehow he knew that the flash drive came from Tyler. Well... I feel like his father-in-law was never on his side from the get-go. He's always been He's a little skeptical. He's never liked him. Right. So, I mean, whether or not he actually did it, he's probably going to serve some he's time. He's definitely going to be serving some time. So Henry's in custody the of the police right now being questioned for the murder of Tyler Barrett, which he confessed to last week, but this week is saying that he didn't do it. So... Which- Debatable. We're sort of getting conflicting. I can't think of anyone else who did it. I can't think of anyone else who could have either done it either, except for Olivia. But he seemed very truthful when he said he w- didn't do it at the police station. Right. And really, it's like, like you said, he's getting boring. It's like, he's, if they he have did, to whatever. Like make him interesting at right. this point. Right. It's like, if he did, who cares? Right. Let's give him something. Right. Um, the person who's been getting everything, I think, is Machado. His storyline has sort of like yeah, it's the most interesting. Up. It is right. the most interesting because it involves our our main characters and our core characters in in the heart of it. And it turns out that the dry cleaners he thinks is connected to a money laundering business which is then connected to the guy that turned up dead who was then connected to Macaui. So he sort of thinks it's all and he's correct. And he's sort of correct um, to an effect. Right. I mean it is intertwined. It all is intertwined technically but it turns out that the guy who turned up dead hadn't been working for Macaui anymore and he was in New York on his own accord and after they found him dead. He had been dead for two weeks. Right. So he is off the suspect list for being the one who tried to shoot Siobhan. Right. Um, Malcolm is still missing. No one knows where. Do you think he's dead or alive? I don't know. Hard to tell. It is hard to tell because they're not really talking about him. So I feel like he might be alive then. I think he might be alive and might be turning up Eventually, or they haven't been talking about him because they're waiting for a body to turn up. It's Possibly. one. I mean, it's yeah. either or. Yeah. But either way, Machado is right about the the dry cleaners being in a money laundering place and beats the shit out of this guy and gets thrown off the force. Right. Well, it's getting really personal. I mean, and it's always been personal, but I feel like he was able to keep a handle on it for a while, and now he's just. Crazy. He's completely insane. He, yeah. It, he like blew his lid off yeah. this week and yeah. lost his job. Um, and Bridget finally realizes on a personal note that it's time for her to keep her promise. Testify and keep her promise to Machado. And so she goes to Machado as Siobhan and tells him that she wants to testify 
on Bridget's behalf. Go on the stand as Bridget, even though she is Bridget. Right. He doesn't know that. Not confusing at all. Not confusing at all. Um, go and he tell. Go on the stand as Bridget. Testify as Bridget. She's like you have her. Whatever. <laughs> what is it called? Her testimony. Testimony. And <laughs> you just tell me what to say, and I'll say it. And he's like, we can't do that, blah, blah, blah. That's illegal. That's illegal, but we can get rid of Bridget. So let's kill her. It's, and both it's of us like, were like, Where? Oh Yeah, no, what? I was like, what? Kill Bridget? I mean, I think I screamed. Um, I mean, it's kind of a genius plan if he thinks that McCowie is after Bridget. Siobhan. Right. So that they have to. So he thinks Macaulay is after Siobhan because he thinks Siobhan is Bridget. So the only way to get rid of that and to keep the Martin family safe is to get rid of Bridget. One of them. To get rid of one of the people. So he tells he comes up with this plan where they will go to some rundown warehouse and pretend That's not the loft. I thought it was no, it wasn't because they were in the, the Bronx. Loft. Oh yeah, I thought it was the loft too in the previews, but it wasn't. It okay. was the Bronx. Um, be like caught up in like a drug den and like she got killed and so they were gonna film her and leak it onto the internet and all that jazz yes and while they're doing all that across the street is a sniper and he sort of for some reason can't get his shot i don't know why he keeps going back and forth between the two of them right it's almost like he doesn't know who to shoot and when to shoot right right so he's he comes around with a handgun yeah handgun and he starts shooting Frivolous, frivolously, I'd like to say. <laughs> He's just shooting randomly. Yeah, random. Um, and we think that Briv gets hit, but of course she didn't. She looked like she got hit. She did look like she got hit, but she used her brain and smeared the fake blood on her sweater. And Machado gets to shoot the gunman. We find out it's this man from a few episodes earlier on who tried to kill Siobhan and wanted the cell phone back. That's what it was. Right. He came to her and was like, I "I need the cell phone Mm -hmm. back. That's right. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me right now because when we watched the episode, I was like, I do not remember that guy. I totally did. But he was the one. I pay more attention. It just slipped my mind. I got it now. Right. Okay. But he's. But he's now dead. Now dead. And his phone is ringing and they, Machado picks up the phone and it cuts to the other end of the phone, and dun-dun-dun, it's Catherine. Dun, dun, dun. Now, do you think Catherine has been the one trying to get rid of Siobhan all along? Yes. Or do you think it's just coincidence? I think she's been trying to get rid of her all, all along. I she has think. the motive. Tons of them. What would be your motive to get rid of her, her husband's current wife? She's younger, prettier. I mean, is it just jealousy? I guess. I mean, clearly when she can... Well, I mean, Catherine's completely insane. Right. She's nuts. <laughs> and who knows? Like, I'm sure there's another reason also. I'm but, sure that hasn't come out yet. But, I mean, there's probably no ex-wife out there who doesn't want to do the same thing to whoever, you know, there. I guess. And Catherine's just crazy enough to go through with right, it. Right. Totally. I love it. And that's why Catherine, I think, is going to be able to stay around because she's... She's intertwined in every... She's intertwined into everything. And she's out... Out for blood. Yes. <laughs> but that was this week's episode. Yes. Anything else important you think happened in this week's episode that I we mean, missed? 
I mean, there was the kiss we talked about, which you're completely We got to go back to Club Caged, which is always a favorite of mine. Just yeah. little flashbacks. Nothing important. And Bridget realized that Machado was invested a little bit more than he should have been. All right. I mean, and really, it's the question is who wants... Who wants Siobhan, Siobhan dead? dead? Yeah. Okay, well, on that note, we're going to jump right into your news and gossip. Margot Martindale and Zoe Deutsch added to the cast of Beautiful Creatures. Casting for Richard Lagraven's... I can't not say this guy's name. Gravenzi's... Gravenzi's... Whatever. I'm skipping it. Beautiful Creatures is in full swing, and they've just added two actresses that you may recognize from the small screen. Margot Martindale and Zoe Deutsch. Beautiful Creatures is based on the first book of the book of series written by Kami Garcia and Margaret Stoll, and centers on Ethan Waite, a teenage boy who is haunted by dreams of a girl's he, of a girl he's never met. When Lena Ducanis moves into his small town of Gatlin County, Ethan is inexplicably drawn to her. Together, they confront the curse that has haunted Lena's family for generations and uncover the dark secrets about their families, their history, and their town. Martindale, who has won an Emmy Award for her work on Justified and can currently be seen on A Gifted Man, will play Lena's Alice Englert, who's played by Alice Englert, Aunt Dell, who helps to protect Lena from the family's dark side, while Deutsch, who is on Ringer currently, um, and will also appear in The Amazing Spider-Man coming this summer, will play Emily Asher, Ethan's played by Jack O'Connell, ex-girlfriend and ringleader of the high school's popular clique that conspires... Um, high school's popular ringleader. Ring I get it. I get it. I get it. Ringleader of the high school's popular clique that conspires against Lena. In other words, she's playing the same character yes. that she's playing on Ringer. <laughs> playing Juliet. She's playing Juliet. Um, they'll both be joining an already stellar cast, which includes Oscar winner Jeremy Irons, Emma Thompson, Viola Davis, wow. Thomas Mann, Oscar and nominated Emmy Rossum. A lot of these people were Oscar nominated. Yeah, I mean, I that's think a great cast. Great cast. Everyone is either Oscar nominated or an Oscar winner currently that they are joining, which is fantastic yeah. for her, I think. Um, Alcon Films has the right to all three of the books, Beautiful Creatures, Beautiful Darkness, and Beautiful Chaos, in hopes that it will fill a possible franchise hole at Warner Brothers that will be left once Twilight is over. With its gothic overtones and supernatural premise, Beautiful Creatures seems like it is the perfect film for Twilight fans to get behind. And production is set to begin next month in New Orleans. Nice. So good for Zoe. Yeah, sounds interesting. It does sound very interesting. I'm going to have to keep our eyes open She's for that. Cute. I, like I guess if production starts in the summer, it should be out in the winter or winter ish. Yeah. Like winter. January, February ish. Valentine's Day. Yeah, keep your eyes open for beautiful creatures. Alice Evans underwent IVF for baby. Yoan Gruffith has opened up about his attempts to start a family with wife Alice Evans, revealing recently that the actress underwent in vitro fertilization, an in vitro fertilization, I cannot I should have read that story. I know. Fertilization. Thank you. Procedure after failing to fall pregnant naturally. The couple wed in 2007 and welcomed little Ella two years later in 2009. But Gruffith admits they endured a tough time and needed a special treatment. He tells Britain's Weekend magazine, we'd wanted a baby for a while and after it didn't happen for us naturally, we said let's take what science has to offer. Luckily for us, it worked the first time so it wasn't a long, hard struggle. But that's just the beginning of the journey. Then there's the whole other worry of, are we going to get to 12 weeks? 
I'm going to continue as soon as I turn the page. Um, <laughs> it was a long, anxious process, and then Alice was on be- bed rest for the last eight weeks because mm. of high blood pressure, which is quite serious. And the labor was just as stressful for Evans. Griffith adds, she went through a 48-hour labor. Oh, my goodness. He said, we went in on Friday morning for an induction because of the high blood pressure got to the point where they were saying we've got to move this along we tried to do it naturally but by the end Alice was begging oh give me the bloody drugs Ella finally arrived on this past Sunday morning at 3am and it was an incredible experience so congratulations go to the Griffith family for their second little baby Yay! and that is your After Buzz TV news and gossip for the week of March 27th and now your After Buzz TV So we saw in the preview what looks like next week's episode is going to be all about who's trying to kill Siobhan. And Machado is working with Briv to try and figure out who is after her. Now we saw in this week's episode that Catherine was on the other end of the phone with that hitman. Right. Do you still think that Andrew possibly had hired the first hitman? And Catherine knew about it. Ooh, Catherine knew about it? How did Catherine know about it? I don't know. She seems to sort of be intertwined in Andrew's business one way or another. So it's possible that she knew about the first I feel like she didn't know. I feel like that's two separate things. No, I feel like it's two separate things. I feel like... Andrew and Olivia were the ones behind the first hitman, okay. and I feel like Catherine's agenda is a whole separate thing. But that's just what I mean. That would make the I most think. sense to keep the storyline going forward, right? Um, that she has ulterior motives; she mm-hmm. has something different happening, and everyone's out to kill everyone. Everyone is out to kill everyone. It's sort of driving it's a me bit crazy. Scary, yeah. And twins, not confusing at all. Oh God. <laughs> It gets more and more confusing each week, I yeah. swear. Yeah. No, but it's it's good. I mean, it definitely keeps us on our toes. It so. does keep us on our toes, and it makes us focus. Yes. I think that's everything, yeah. right? All right. Well, then I we guess we're going to have to see you guys next week. Bye. Um, from everyone here at the AfroBuzz TV studios, for myself and Sarah, have a wonderful night, and we'll see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 